Man and Lois, the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're going to talk about a few different things today here, especially as we get closer to the finale for Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll touch on some follow-up from the first part of Crisis later in the episode, and we'll also talk about some news from Bitsy Tolik. And we'll t- kind of, I wanted to do something, uh, set the stage for what to expect for Superman and Lois fans in the next year, lay out a timeline of events to expect when we can see certain things, when we're going to see if the show is picked up to series, if we might see a first trailer, all that kind of details. I laid out a timeline of when we can expect those things, and then we'll get into that. But first off, Bitsy Tolik briefly talked about Superman and Lois and kind of said what she said before she was at the Supergirl 100th episode celebration and talked to TV Guide. She said, when Todd Helbing, who's our showrunner, was telling me about the story for the pilot script for Superman and Lois, I got chills. It's so good, and it's so something we haven't seen before with them. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah, not. Uh, it's a very, very good answer to give if you are um, an actor on one of these shows. It it sounds very exciting without giving away a single detail about what's going to happen. So yeah, this is this is very good to to hear from her. From her, I'm glad this is this is exciting. I'm glad that uh, she's excited about what she's about to do. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect her to say? This sounds, right. uh, this show sounds horrible. No, I'm I glad to hear her being excited. And I I think she genuinely is excited. And and so that's good to see, but it doesn't really tell us anything other than reminds us that, hey, it's going to be something we haven't seen from them before, which I think applies to them being parents and juggling being parents while also being employees at the Daily Planet and while also, you know, one guy flying around in a cape and stopping crime and alien invasions and whatnot. So uh, it doesn't tell us anything new we knew we didn't know before, but it is good to hear Bitsy's excitement because it's always fun to hear her talk about it because she's... Uh, got a really energetic personality. Yeah, and obviously, if she's getting chills from hearing about the story, uh, then she's pretty invested in the characters, which is always something you want to have in the, the people playing characters you really care about. If she gets chills just from the stories, I hope she's really excited by it when by reading the script, the right. actual <laughs> script for that. Uh, so speaking of Superman and Lois, the, the show, uh, I have here a timeline of events. Mostly what I looked at was The Flash and Batwoman and kind of see what their production schedules were. And the reasons I chose them was because Superman and Lois developmentally will be most similar to them. The Flash, Grant Gustin first appeared in Arrow. There was originally going to be a backdoor pilot, and then he appeared in The Flash. Batwoman, similar thing. She appeared in Elseworlds before having her own show. So I wanted to see what the development timeline looks like, when we can expect to get news, and all of that stuff. Um, so are you ready here, Zach? Yeah, and I'll just say, like, these are... I'm, I'm pretty confident in the stuff that you've you've put down that we're we have a good idea of when these things will come out just because CW has a very good formula for making these shows and putting them in development and stuff and they know what works and they're probably going to follow this because it's worked for these other shows so yeah this is a this is a very interesting idea let's get into it yeah absolutely so I didn't look at Legends of Tomorrow or Black Lightning because those were those were shows that didn't have full pilots and they right. appeared mid-season Supergirl obviously debuted on a different network in the CBS so Surprisingly, even though a lot has changed in the TV landscape the last five years, the CW's methods have not very much. Just about everything between The Flash and Batwoman, even though The Flash debuted in 2014 and Batwoman in 2019, pretty much everything will tell you is within a few days of each other, five years apart. So both of them had been put into development in July, the year before they debuted. Superman and Lois wasn't announced as being in development until October 28th of 2019. Maybe that means they're getting a slightly later start on it which isn't necessarily a big deal considering they already have the two leads cast and that makes things a lot easier because that's a big point in the production process. But also they may have been working on this just as long and 
maybe they thought they could wait till after crisis to yeah. announce it and then realize, well, if we're going to be sending out casting calls and stuff before crisis is over, we probably need to announce it and get out of it. Right, exactly. And that's that is the one thing that's different about this show is like other than the Flash did Flash and Batwoman were both in one or two episodes maybe was it just one episode for batwoman before her pilot i can't remember well she had one main episode yeah in elseworlds and basically cameos in the two other episodes and grant gustin was in two episodes just as barry allen not as the flash yet in arrow yeah so the tyler hecklin has been in quite a few episodes of supergirl and is probably way more established than these two characters were going into it so that is like one little change between it but but other than that uh, pretty similar to the way that they, the other two, Flash and Batwoman, were introduced. So like you said, even though they're getting a bit of a later start, in, in another sense, they've kind of gotten an earlier start just because Tyler Hecklin has been around as Superman for quite a while and then Betsy Tulloch as uh, Lois Lane, not quite as long, but still quite a while. Yeah, Hecklin's been around since 2016 as Clark Kent Superman. Betsy Tulloch obviously came in late 2018. And John Cryer in 2019, we don't know if he's going to be a series regular or you know that he has a role at all but we kind of expect that he will appear in some capacity in Superman and Lois, even if he's not a series regular. But getting the two big characters up there uh, gives a big head start on the show. But we could, I think there's a good chance we'll hear news soon. It was January 29th of, okay, this is always good. This is going to be, The Flash will be 2014, Batwoman for 2019, all the years. So The Flash in January 29th was when it was original, officially ordered to pilot and the pilot director was announced. So you get ordered, you get a pilot, uh, put in development, and then you get it officially ordered by the CW, greenlit, to actually film the thing. That was late January for The Flash, January 3rd last year for Batwoman. So this could be happening very soon, uh, anytime now. Maybe, again, they might wait till after the crisis finale since, you know, Superman and Lois aren't exactly alive. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this means news could really start ramping up soon now that the first of the year is here. Yeah, and that's that, that makes total sense, and exactly what I would predict as well is, get the the crossover done spend all of your resources and news and marketing everything on um getting people to watch that and then once that dies down you got kind of a quiet period that's the perfect time to start announcing these sort of things and and putting out details absolutely and we know some sort of casting has already begun so maybe that's a sign that the pilot has officially been ordered uh, they just haven't officially announced that part yet uh, but with casting it's late january early february really when the remaining series regulars start to get announced so anywhere from like January 20th to early to mid-February is when you really start seeing series regulars cast. The first handful of roles we hear about will likely be series regulars. So obviously Clark and Lois are already down, but we might hear names for John Kent or Perry White, those kind of names. Yeah, like you said, we we're, we talked about this, that Bitsy Tulloch and Tyler Hecklin have been, quite a, been around for quite a while. So already the big, the giant two characters of the show are already cast and we already know those for sure um i don't i don't know if they'll get any other like big names to to come onto it i was just just thinking about this because i just watched the the star girl trailer again and like reminded me that luke wilson is on that and that's a pretty big name so i don't know if they'll get uh somebody big to play uh perry white or any of the other characters or maybe they'll introduce some original characters probably not um but yeah i'm i'm interested to see but likely they'll probably be actors that honestly i haven't heard of but that's okay yeah these casts you tend to have one or two veteran actors though if you think about maybe not huge names obviously not a list type celebrities but somebody like jesse l martin 
playing Joe West on The Flash, getting yeah. a couple veteran actors like that. You know, I could see somebody like Perry White being played by not a huge name, but somebody who's a little bit more well-known, especially in the TV world. It would be really cool to maybe just get some some actors, even the the supporting cast from uh, Lois and Clark or Smallville or some of the older uh, Superman TV shows, even if it's like not just a recurring role, like some sort of guest star to to get some of those details before like maybe have one big guest in the pilot or something like that. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been that legacy type casting has been done before in many ways. I thought about that a lot. I've seen a lot of people want that. Mark McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. I've seen him a lot as somebody for Perry White. I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if I necessarily see him as Perry White, but I see a lot of ideas like that. You know, I've thought of maybe Stacey Hyduke, who played Lana Lang on the Superboy TV series, playing Martha Kent, because yeah. Smallville, Smallville's Martha Kent was played by Lana Lang from the Superman movies, something like that. I could see lots of cool legacy casting like that in the main cast. I don't know if that's something we can expect, but it wouldn't shock me. And again, looking at Todd Helbing coming from The Flash, where they had John Wesley Shipp playing multiple characters now, but starting out as Henry Allen, uh, I think that's something we could see. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm excited to see who those series regulars are, just to see who the main characters are going to be outside of Superman and Lois, who we can expect to see get a lot of screen time. And that's going to give us our first hint of what the show really could be like. Uh, you know, if it's going to be a lot of Daily Planet, Planet type of names or something else, uh, something I'm looking forward to figuring out. And then one thing after that, first look wise, I don't know if we're going to get that, you know, late February before they start filming or early March, if Tyler Hecklin perhaps has a new costume, maybe that's when we get the reveal. That's the timeline of when they show it right before they go outside to start filming. They want to release a photo, a nice touched up Photoshopped type photo. So if there's a new look, we've already, we don't really have a first look because we've already had a first look for Superman and Lois, but maybe if we get another look, that would be the time for it. I think there might also be the possibility of he gets into a costume in the crossover and that's the first place that we, we see it. And then maybe they release some promotional images with that actually say Superman and Lois on it. Like when the pilot gets announced, maybe he'll be standing there in his new costume that he gets in the crossover. But that's just a, that's a guess. I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, I don't know. That would be cool to see. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I'm not, I would be surprised if they fit in time for Superman to get a new costume at some point in the crossover, even though that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I keep having to remind myself that Superman is not the most important character in this crossover. There's a lot of other <laughs> CW shows that they're trying to serve. So, uh, yeah, probably money and resources into making a new costume for a side character is not where they're going to uh, go first. I will disagree that he is not the most important character. Now, maybe in universe, he does not seem like <laughs> right. the most important character. Yes. <laughs> but to me, uh, Superman is still the most important. Uh, yeah. And then March is when the pilot will, if it is ordered, that's when it will likely film, likely in Vancouver. So it takes up most of the month of March filming that first episode. Uh, so both The Flash and Batwoman took up most of March of their years being filmed. So that's when obviously casting needs to be done by then. And, you know, I'm sure set photos and spy photos will pop up. But that's when maybe we get more looks at different characters potentially. And uh, normally they bring in uh, a big director to do the pilot who then doesn't do all of the other episodes so maybe david nutter will come in and do this one too i i have no idea if david nutter is interested in directing a pilot this year but if i had my choice obviously he would be the the number one name for me if you don't know who david nutter is he did the smallville pilot the arrow and flash pilots he really broke into the tv business doing superboy 
in the late eighties and early nineties, and then went on to do X Files and all sorts of other things. Worked his way up to doing something like sixteen pilots in a row that went to air, and then uh, has done things like Game of Thrones in recent years and been known as one of the best directors in TV. So I don't know if he's interested in doing that. Uh, he was going to do Batwoman last year, but he stepped out for personal reasons. But that would be the number one name on the top of my list. But there's other options if there if he is not wanting to do that. Somebody like Glenn Winter has done some great work recently uh, with Doom Patrol pilot, and he has Smallville ties as well. So there's a lot of good directors out there that can do a good pilot. But David Nutter would obviously be top of the list. Yeah. Uh, after the pilot films in March, the, the big month is May. That's when you find out if it has officially been ordered to series. Early May, May 8th for The Flash, May 7th for Batwoman. Normally they get a 13-episode order up front. That is typically the way they do things here. And then the following week, after being ordered to series, is when the first full trailer debuts. The Flash did a full five-plus-minute trailer, which is basically a mini version of the pilot episode, and you can watch it right in order there. Batwoman cut it down to only three-ish minutes, but if we get our first full footage, if everything goes well and it's ordered to series and all of that, we could get a, a three-ish minute trailer for Superman and Lois in May. That would be that would be pretty exciting. And that's also around the time when the CW announces their fall schedule, so we could figure out a day, a day and time to say that that is actually going to be on the air. Now, that doesn't matter as much as it used to with streaming being more important. I noticed the CW now, they don't even, and they're YouTube videos or trailers or anything like that, they don't say when it airs anymore. They say streaming now, (laughs) what day? They just say the day that it streams. They don't even bother telling you what time it airs. So ratings are obviously not as big of a deal, but streaming is huge for the CW. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go back and watch the the trailers for The Flash for Batwoman, the first trailers. Did they do like, was there footage from like for Flash from Arrow and then Batwoman from the crossover? Or was it all new footage from the actual pilot? That was new, new file footage from the pilot so they film it in march and then they work in getting most of the score and special effects and all that cut and edited and have something close to the final version and then they yeah they've got all new it's the first real look there might have been a line of dialogue here and i don't think so they i think the flash was all entirely from the pilot episode they and they showed a lot from that they even showed the the arrow cameo they they heard you could hear Stephen amell's voice and that's a, a brief scene in the flash pilot but they showed all that so um yeah, that's that's when you get a, a really good look. And they do this. I think that Supergirls on CBS was like six minutes. Really long look, and you really get to figure out the tone and the feel and some of the visuals for the show. Yeah, basically a pilot for the pilot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then if, if picked up, you know, it'll start filming in July, and that's when more news starts to trickle out. So it'll likely go to San Diego Comic-Con. There will be a pilot screening there if it follows suit, and then maybe a cast panel and question and answer type thing and that's when more details about the show start to come out and then the real promotion starts kicking out about a month to six weeks out where there's posters images of the first episode or multiple episodes synopsis teaser trailers press interviews all that kind of stuff is four to six weeks out yeah and that would lead up to a series debut in early october and if if that goes well they get a full season order the flash got extended to 23 episodes batwoman to 22 late in october so if if it debuts with good ratings and good streaming numbers then by november we would know if there would be a full season of superman and lois and then bam uh the show's going and everything like that and by late november late november early december there's potentially the first crossover with superman and lois in a starring role and the the mid-season finale and and all that you know a year from now we could be talking about a big mid-season finale cliffhanger and a crazy crossover moment and all that kind of stuff that happened yeah this just gets me really excited because even right now without their own show just the the role that they have in the crossover and how much we've 
we've seen and hopefully how much more we're going to see um, in the remaining episodes without them having their own show. It's just going to be magnified like tenfold if they do have their own show that has its own episode in the crossover next year. So that the prospect of that has me very, very excited. Yeah. And maybe down the line, we could talk about potential crossovers yeah. with Superman having a big role, what we'd want to see. Um, but it would be interesting to see a crossover where they are in a bigger role and more, a more key role, a more important role in the A plot and seeing what's going on with that. But yeah, that's kind of the layout for the next year and setting expectations. This is a good reminder for me in terms of when we can expect news and when we can see that kind of the big stuff is sometime in the next month, if it's ordered to pilot and we can start hearing casting sometime in the next month, March with it would be filming may we could get our first trailer. And if it's ordered to series and all of that, and when it will actually air, and then it'll just be kind of promotional material leading up to the debut in October. Yeah. And the, I, I think the part that I'm most excited about is thankfully the part that's probably going to happen first is that like the casting news that you said, because I, I do think that is going to give more than almost anything else, the, a picture of what direction they're taking the show. We've got the, the synopsis about, you know, focusing on family life and working life and balancing that, which is, is good. But um, like you said, how much of that balance is probably going to be determined by which characters they give the most importance to. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. Right. Like if, for instance, somebody like Martha Kent is a series regular, maybe that means, okay, we're going to spend more time with maybe John is going to be being babysit by Martha a lot. And that's going to be a big focus. Or yeah. whereas if Ron Troop, if you're Ron Troop and someone like that being a series regular, okay, that means likely we're going to see a lot of time at the Daily Planet and they're going to try to really establish the supporting cast at the Daily Planet. Yeah. And of course, hopefully uh, we'll get confirmation that Tom Cryer is going to be Lex Luthor. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go, let's move on to crisis. We got some follow-up. I asked Twitter for everyone's favorite moments from the crossover and we got a lot of really good, really interesting responses. Yeah. So the first one is from Jason on Twitter and it says, if Tyler, if Tyler's going to, Tyler Hecklin is going to have his own show. I really hope the writers give his Superman some justice and make him stronger. So far, he just feels like a secondary character that stands in the back. His Superman really needs some material to work. And then he has a a second part of the tweet that says, literally fans are demanding a Kingdom Come Superman show, which would be better. But then I just feel bad for Tyler and his soups. Hopefully that changes and he gets his moment in recognition as the Man of Steel back in the last two episodes of Crisis. Yeah, that's a really good point there. I understand the frustration. Um, It's so weird to me just to see just from everything I know of Superman, everything I've read, everything I've watched and all of that, just seeing Superman kind of in the background as a background character and not stepping to the forward in a time of crisis. And so that's the way he's been written. And I get that. That's that's the universe they've established thus far. And that's what crisis is doing. But yeah, I, I kind of wanted, I was hoping for the, by the end of crisis for Hecklin Superman to kind of step up and take that role of the Superman we know and his importance and his leadership and all of that. But my expectations are kind of lessened to the point where I'm hoping he just gets kind of a cool moment. And then, you know, maybe next year in a crossover, he gets to establish himself in a bigger way. Yeah, there's still there's still some time, but like you said, the the direction that the crossover has taken does not inspire a lot of confidence in him having a huge central role in the rest of it. But yeah, I I totally understand, and we've we've talked a few times about how it's it's tricky, especially because when they first introduced Superman, I don't think they had any ideas of him having his own show. So there's a lot of stuff in the even in the older episodes of Supergirl where obviously he is a guest character on her show, so she needs to be in the minds of the creators. She needs to be stronger than him. We've talked at length about how they we probably think they should be more equal on equal footing and teammates and uh maybe mentor roles and stuff like that but anyways yes i agree with you jason um and that's what again is so exciting about this own show is he is not going to be a side character obviously he's 
going to have his own show and he's going to be the most powerful hero on that show uh, absolutely so i have seen some i have seen quite a few people talk about the kingdom come superman show or, or miniseries or something like that do you have any thoughts on that with brandon ralph i mean i would i would certainly not turn down more live action superman in my life um i don't know how likely it is so i don't i don't want to get my hopes up too much yeah, I could see like a Kingdom Come mini series type thing, but in terms of an ongoing show, the the premise of Superman and Lois is much more interesting to me. Uh, Ralph has done a really good job as Superman, but I'm much more interested outside of that seeing Lois Lane being a big character and seeing all the other supporting cast, whereas Kingdom Come, yeah, that Superman, Ralph does a great job as that Superman, but the rest of the universe I'm not really interested in after the Joker takes care of the Daily Planet, and so there's not a lot of supporting characters left that I would want to see in big roles. So it's not as compelling for a TV series as something like Superman and Lois. Yeah, that's why it would it would have to be a, a mini series. It's not very long, like you said. Yeah, like an adaptation of of Kingdom Come with Brandon Routh and Kevin Conroy, maybe something like that could be cool, but um, not something I'd want to see long term. Jason Disbro also replied, "Every scene was my favorite." <laughs> that's that's awesome. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, I think the, the, the crossover has done a lot of good things so far. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're, you're liking it very much. And Michael Bailey, who is a podcaster, Superman podcaster, said, Favorite moment? Ralph changing to Superman, followed by Tyler doing the same. Hearing both themes made me so happy. Second favorite was Earth 90s Flash Sacrifice. Yeah, these were, those were really cool. The, the music and the, the crossover has been fantastic, um, especially introducing characters and stuff. But yeah, seeing Ralph again as as superman um is always good there is a reason they cast him to play superman in the movies he makes a very convincing clark kent and superman yeah that was a a very cool moment the twitch the switch where okay we need to stop luther i thought that was really cool i don't think i recognized it the first time because i was still like i said still processing the smallville scene and then still processing lois lane being dead you know we kind of assumed that when we saw the kingdom come superman uniform but um, I was still processing, oh my gosh, if you're saying Margot Kidder's Lois Lane is dead or Kate Bosworth's Lois Lane is dead, I was still processing that. So to see the quick switch into Superman was just, I couldn't really enjoy it, you know, and that's one thing I wish they had a little bit more time to ease that transition. Uh, but yeah, it was a really cool Superman moment. And yeah, Earth 90 Flash was awesome and, and one of the standouts of Crisis. Yeah. Uh, Superman and Lois TV show, uh, Kiku underscore L on Twitter said that uh, he thinks, or they said, I think they're belittling, belittling him. Um, and I think that uh, I should have had a moment to shine more, even though I liked a lot of moments, but I will stay with this. And then they have a, a picture of uh, Clark and Lois saying goodbye to John. Uh, you can see the emotion on their faces. That's a that's a pretty powerful moment and very, very well acted. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it seems like lessening, not giving Tyler Eklund Superman much to do is a common complaint for Superman fans so far. In this and yeah that that picture of clark and lois saying bye i thought that was really cool uh, and, uh superman and lois first comic couple on twitter uh their favorite part was mcroy reading to john kent his uh uh novel that he wrote adult romance <laughs> novel yeah. yeah yeah that was a pretty fun little moment yeah that was that was probably the most i laughed uh, while watching the crossover and then the strongest kryptonian bkj underscore the von braun on twitter said wow where to start the opening scene at argo baby john interrupting the monitor clark's reaction to lois getting fascinated by smallville and superman returns clark and then how superman and lois were able to reach out to kingdom come superman and break him out of lex's control and he goes on tyler and bitsy have been my favorite close and i can't wait for the show to get picked up yeah those are all really good really good moments really ones that i enjoyed there uh you know they they keep they kept going back to john 
even though he's a baby, it, you think it would have they would have wanted to get rid of a baby in a in a crisis type story? That sounds really horrible. I don't mean it like that, <laughs> yeah, but you think yeah. from a story perspective, the fact that they had the baby there and didn't just say, "Oh, he's off being baby's hat by whoever." Maybe he kind of was in the third part, but it makes me wonder if maybe John does in fact have a role in the final two parts. I'm not really expecting that, but I think it's interesting. Either that, or they're just reminding us, "Hey, they they just had a kid, and that is on their mind." Yeah, and it did give Lois a really awesome side plot to go and get him back. So, yeah, those are all really good things. Well, now that we've had some time to sit with the first part of Crisis, uh, anything, have your thoughts changed at all? Or, or do you still enjoy what you enjoyed out of it? Have you come around on anything? Uh, I don't know if, I don't think a lot has changed since our, we reviewed the first part of the crossover. Still a lot of, I would say, maybe missed opportunities, even like things that got set up, but then didn't have a very satisfying payoff. Um, for someone who is watching this almost exclusively for the Superman storyline, which is maybe not the best way to watch this crossover. That's not what it's designed for. But yeah, overall, I'm still pretty happy with a, a lot of the stuff that I saw, especially uh, Tyler Hecklin and Bitsy Tullock's interactions. That that has me very, very excited for uh, them having a lot more time and fleshed out stories together because I think their their chemistry is really, really good. Yeah, the, like the Superman stuff to me is a bit of a mixed bag. For, for Crisis as a whole, I think it's a pretty good thus far and i don't want to judge it fully until we've seen the the finale and how that changes everything and it's tough to judge it part way through but if they're if they're going to have that cliffhanger that kind of opens it up to to talking about it so i think it's been a, a pretty good adaptation of crisis for the cw's universe from arrow to now uh for as an adaptation of dc's history from the 1930s 1940s to today it has been less so good um which is kind of what I expected. The only, the only thing drawing back was Mark Guggenheim said they didn't want it just to be the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths, but at this point it kind of is. That kind of leads into the choice of the different Paragons, where they're yeah. all from Earth-1 or Earth-38. It, it kind of, I just imagine them sitting around thinking of who the Paragons are going to be, and it's it just happens to be across all of DC's space and time. It's the ones we've been working on the last few years, and Ryan Choi, who we're going to work on in a little bit. Um so I think showing those across all of DC space and time, it's just from Earth-1 and a couple from Earth-38. That's that's a surprising me. And obviously, Ralph Superman, but he was wiped away. Yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing. And uh, I, I'm excited to see Lex. I just wish that he would have had more meaningful interactions with some of the Supermen. Yeah, so with those Paragons, it, it's not surprised that those are going to be the final ones fighting uh, along with Oliver. We assume those will be the final ones following fighting and, and saving the multiverse or the universe or whatever, I kind of thought it would be interesting if they had similar to what they did with Lex going in for Superman, if they had done something similar where with all of the Paragons, so what if just looking at the Paragons as a whole, when John Wesley Ship and Cress Williams is Black Lightning and Rouse Superman, when those guys showed up, it was kind of like, okay, the, those guys seemed like the Paragons that stood out so far in the first three parts. So I think it would be interesting if some of those more veteran heroes and Chris Williams is only in season three as Black Lightning, but he was a in universe. He's more experienced and all that. I think it would be interesting if they had them along with, you know, if they could get Linda Carter, Kevin Conroy, Ashley Scott Huntress, if those were the actual Paragons and then Lex or something else switched it. So they thought we, th we all thought Kevin Conroy and Brandon Routh were going to save the day, but then Lex or whoever on a bigger scale switched that. So the Paragons are the people fighting are still the heroes from the CW shows, but it's because they were switched out in place and now they have to earn their right to be called Paragons themselves. I think something like that would have been cool. Now they might have a much cooler idea for how they're going to do that, but I just think of 
a way to balance the past heroes with the current ones would have been something like that would have been cool yeah that would be i really like that idea that would be a really good way to to balance which is the that's the tricky thing obviously like it's hard to please everybody and there's a lot of people who watch these shows who have been introduced to these characters only through these shows only know dc stuff through these tv shows and haven't read crisis on infinite earth don't honestly probably don't want to and that's okay so it's it's tricky to balance that with the people who like us who have read it um who have these big expectations and stuff so yeah that that would have been a really good way to to do that maybe they will do something along those lines even like just a, a small little bit of dialogue um or yeah having them earn their place that would be pretty cool to see yeah and i'm not surprised that those are the heroes saving the day but uh, i wonder if just the possibility of going about it a different way would have been a little more interesting but one one other Superman and Lois particular thing, it took till like the third time I saw the scene to realize that Tyler Hecklin and Bitsy Tolick and John Cryer all shared a scene together, and there was no acknowledgement that they that they had they had any history or yeah. anything like that. They didn't they didn't talk, they didn't interact. So it makes me wonder if they're saving that moment for the TV show, or else or if they just don't care enough to to include it in here. But I thought that like that was shocking, Hecklin. Crier until like all shared a scene. It was the scene in the in Rouse Daily Planet office. They're all yeah. there together with Iris. And, and see, like we don't even we didn't even recognize that because <laughs> there was no acknowledgement that there had been any history between them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously they are they're coming back in some way. I don't know how they're going to do that or when they're going to do that. How late in the game that's going to happen? And so there's still a chance for them to get together. But yeah, it does. That kind of goes in in the. The line of thinking that i had where there's been some missed opportunities uh superman wise and that's that's definitely one of them yeah and obviously they don't have a ton of time for that so i fully understand that but you would think there would be some kind of acknowledgement that oh yeah these guys have 15 years of history or whatever right uh as being each other's enemies so i thought that was neat any other predictions uh before we for the finale do you think we're gonna have one earth or multiple earths or no worse like there currently is or anything like that I, I think there will be one Earth. I think they, they want to simplify things, kind of following the the crisis model, is get rid of all these different Earths and just make everything on the same Earth. Um, I think that's what they might do, even though I don't think that's the cleanest solution because that just raises way too many questions about when there's big threats of why doesn't Flash just zip over, why doesn't uh, Supergirl just flash o- zip over and, and help. So I don't know. They might just They might honestly just bring back all of the Earths that they've destroyed, um, that might be what they end up doing. I think Earth A is done. And yeah. I'm thinking Superman and Lois will be set on Earth 1 or New Earth, whatever they call it, uh, and kind of merge with the Arrow and Flash shows. That's kind of what I want to see. And, like, I, you know, we can explain away Flash is dealing with his own problems, Supergirl's dealing with her own problems, and I think that's mostly fine and not a real big deal. Um, but I, I think there's going to be some semblance. I hope there's going to be some semblance of a multiverse for you know i don't want all those past shows to be erased i don't want i still think there's opportunities in in having a multiverse for storytelling uh and having that option there can be useful down the line so i think they'll stick with it in some kind of way yeah me too um i'm still still on the fence about this but i still think that they're going to age up john kent on the show and we're going to see him as like a teenager or maybe maybe younger a little bit younger but i was like really really certain that's what they were doing earlier on and then they didn't do it so i'm not so sure that they're going to do that but i still still think it's going to happen i think that's possible and maybe it has something to do i think they might spoilers here for the crisis comic uh going forward but i think if everybody 
if all those heroes go back to the beginning of time, say, and there's some timeline shenanigans like there was in the original, I think the histories of Earth 38, Earth 1, maybe other Earths will be merged. And then it's just so, if they want a 10-year-old John Kent, they can just say, oh, he was actually born 10 years ago. And that's that's how it always was. That's how the timeline was. We just, when it was reset, that's how it happened. It happened yeah. differently. That's how I think, that's how I'd prefer them to do the aging if they're going to, because I want John Kent to be, have been raised by Lois and Clark, right. as opposed to just be, okay, here's a 13-year-old kid who's really one day old or whatever. I, I wouldn't, that's less compelling to me. Yeah. And it also does, if they do age him up, then hopefully on the actual show, once the show comes out, then we'll have flashbacks of them raising him as a younger child, because I, I'd like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all the predictions I have. Did you have anything else? No, I think that's it. At this point, I'm just ready to to see the finale and get ready for the Superman and Lois show. Yeah. Um, and we also, we got a podcast review, an Apple podcast review from Steven. If you want to help us out, that would be really helpful if you can go to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a review for us. Uh, so Steven says, can't wait for Superman and Lois. I'm really looking forward to seeing more Clark and Lois and live action. I can't wait to see Superman and Lois on the CW. I really like this podcast so far. The hosts have passion for soups and I'm glad they're getting so early before the show even starts. Uh, so thank you, Stephen. Nice. Yeah, thanks for the review, Stephen. Yeah, and if you do want to review it, it helps us. Uh, I'm not saying we need to be the number one Superman podcast or anything like that, but Apple especially has some weird kind of voodoo when they, the way they do their reviews so or the way they rank. So there's a lot of things in the top 100 Superman podcasts say that have nothing to do with Superman, uh, like the word superhumans in podcasts. So it's just ranked high for Superman. They have nothing to do with Superman. So a review would help us out and help people who like the show find it. Yeah. But that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.